McKinsey Institute for Black Economic Mobility has released a study that takes a deeper look at black Americans' experiences with food and answers why equitable access is not common. Beyond equity, though, the study also reveals that stakes are high for food producers and retailers who ignore this community. Black consumer spend on food is expected to grow by 5% per year to reach $340 billion by 2030, a rate higher than the annual growth of the black population. We chat to Sarah Prince, a partner in McKinsey & Company's Atlanta office, on this possibly uncomfortable but essential topic. Thank you so much indeed for joining me today. Tell me, why is food such an important part of Black Americans' culture? You know, that is an incredibly complicated question, and I uh, won't profess to be a a Black American food historian, um, but what I would say to to bring some context to it and, 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 and color to it is if you think about the way Uh, The origin story for many Black Americans, not all, but many, is uh, coming to this country enslaved and thereby being stripped of language, of religion, of community practices, of family. Um, And food really at some level was one of the remaining things to convene around, to share, to communicate across languages where uh, that wasn't possible. And so it becomes quite an important essence of Black American culture as we fast forward to today. And I think while food is important in many cultures, in that sort of sense of origin story becomes really pivotal in Black American culture. Your study estimated that black consumers spend on food will grow at a rate higher than the annual growth of the black population. Can you tell us more? So we expect uh, black uh, consumer spend to grow at about 5% uh, per year over the next uh, 8 to 10 years. And we see that about cumulatively about $340 billion of value in uh, and, and spend on food is pretty significant. Um, and, and when you sort of say, okay, why? Uh, it comes back to this idea of the importance of food in Black culture uh, as uh-huh. part of it. But also there are other underlying elements like the dynamics of how many Black consumers actually get and access food and the idea that uh, this whole idea of food deserts and grocery stores not being in black communities, but convenience stores being in black communities at a much higher rate. And therefore, black consumer, the actual prices that we pay are often much higher um, than than citizens in other um, identity groups. Right. Why then is there such a disparity in food access? Oh. Another difficult question <laughs> that we could spend quite some time um, dissecting this. Um, you know, but certainly there are so many historical precedences of um, Black neighborhoods not being desirable places for um, retailers to place their businesses. 
um, and, you know, just really continuing to feed into that and advance that poverty narrative that then manifests itself in a poverty reality. Um, you know, but if you look at it, it's 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 actually quite um, stark in the sense that about 21 percent of black Americans do, in fact, live in, in food insecurity, meaning within an urban area, there's it, they have to travel at least a mile to access food options or 10 miles in rural rural areas. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> And when you look at some of our, our larger cities, you'll see things like almost 60 percent food insecurity. In fact, where I live in Atlanta, it's about 49 uh, percent. And, and in fact, at, Atlanta being one of the highest spend food markets, also having one of the highest levels of food insecurity for black Americans um, is, is, you know, is a pretty startling fact. Yeah. And frankly, um um, one that can be addressed, and we see that retailers that are trying to address it having great success in doing so. The research also revealed five preferences driving black consumers spending on food. Can you dive into each of these for us? Absolutely. The 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 first one just is really that um, that the options be culturally relevant for black consumers. Um, and, and frankly, it's helpful if the black consumer knows that it's culturally relevant, because many instances there are options that are, but 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 we just don't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we see is black consumers are two times more likely to choose a restaurant that specializes in food from their country or culture relative uh, to other consumers and four times more likely to switch to their spending to a restaurant or a retail outlet that is black owned. And so this genuinely matters to the black consumer that they that they find that cultural relevance and connection to the food option. So that's that's really one of the first pieces of needs that we that we saw. The second is that that um, black consumers have a strong preference for healthy food. Mm-hmm. And you'll see one of our other um, dimensions is this idea, and in, in, in the broader research that we've done around Black consumers across all categories, is a is a big focus on quality and value. And one of the big ways in which the Black consumer um, identifies quality and value in food is that is freshness, organic, healthy options. Um, and if you sort of take a historical look back and sort of access and inaccess to healthy and fresh foods, there's really a cultural norm that fresh is, in fact, higher quality and better. Um, and so we we see that in the preferences of the black consumer. In fact, 8 um, percent black consumers are 8 percent more likely to be vegetarian or vegan uh, versus other consumers. And mm. um, yes. Mm. And. Exactly. And 15 percent more likely to to pick a restaurant that has fresh or organic menu items. So it even it shows up in the in the way in which black consumers actually spend their dollars. Right. I was going to ask you, why is this study so important? But with that kind of information coming out, I'm sure I certainly didn't realize that. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people that don't realize it, too. Well, the interesting thing here is uh why is this important? So it can be very interesting and illuminating, and and that's that's helpful. But ultimately, there, as you noted before, black um, consumer spend is outpacing growth, especially mm-hmm. in food. 
And in that world, that means there's there are real dollars up for grabs. And if as you think about uh, retailers and restaurateurs, the opportunity to have these insights and make small changes in order to support that spend, support those needs, um, is a really powerful opportunity for growth for retailers and restaurateurs. But on the other side of it, you know, as we think about the broader dynamics of creating a sustainable, inclusive economy where, you know, kind of rising tide lifts all boats, it also creates better opportunity for Black consumers to participate in the economy, which can only create better economic health. So it's not just a nice to know, it's really critical in terms of economic growth to take action on these insights. Beyond considerations of equity, the strategic stakes for food retailers are also significant, and you warn that producers cannot afford to ignore this community. But how can they meet these specific preferences and challenges? You know, it's um, some of it is actually quite straightforward. The interesting thing is you, what you'll see in a lot, quite a few grocery stores, is there are actually Black-owned products on the shelves. We just don't know it. And right. so creating visibility and um, just awareness is, is a pretty straightforward step to take action and doesn't require, you know, a material change because the products are already there. Now, in some instances, um, one of the things that we saw in the needs, in the in the five different needs of the Black consumer is that they really value new and engaging experiences in the grocery and restaurant environment. Well, this is mm-hmm. an opportunity for retailers to innovate, and the things that they learn from this won't just work for Black consumers, it'll work for, for consumers across the board, but they'll certainly get then the opportunity to get a dis, you know get more than their fair share of the Black consumer spend, which is growing. And this can be things like you know, healthy food test kitchens or test aisles. Uh, in D.C., there's an interactive um, spice bar where people can go in and really engage with the products. And, and what we find with the Black consumer is that interactive, knowledgeable, welcoming retail experience is really powerful. And many times Black consumers engage with their food experiences as entertainment, as ways of 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 um, communicating and engaging with their friends and family. And so this is an opportunity to um, innovate for the Black consumer, but also to really create in this world where we're trying to deal with the dynamic between brick and mortar and digital an engaging mm-hmm. reason for people to come to a store and starting with the Black consumer. What are the biggest food trends within this demographic? Oh, <laughs> so the fun part of food trends within this demographic is that that, that they change, um, you know, pretty rapidly. And I think the experimentation with um, country of origin and getting into some of those more nuanced dynamics of uh, food from Caribbean cultures or African cultures really is an important dynamic. Um, it continues to be this point around uh, fresh and healthy and organic natural is a really compelling um, um, lens for the black consumer. Um, uh, the idea of being able to um, one of the bigger pieces right now is safety as we think mm-hmm. about COVID dynamics. So 
thinking about the dining experience in, you know, outdoor or um, more um, staged interactions um, that allow people to come together in smaller pods or groups, but still feel safe and comfortable engaging in food outside the home becomes really powerful. And then, of course, um, digital. Uh, what right. we see right now is black consumers do have a preference and a bias for brick and mortar going to the restaurant, but that's really pivoted over the dynamics of COVID. Um, and so creating digital food experiences um, also becomes uh, one of those pretty big trends. Can you tell me more about the study and particularly about McKinsey's Institute for Black Economic Mobility? Yes. So, uh, you know, in tw- in May of 2020, uh, certainly across the United States and across much of the world, there was a moment of pause uh, when the murder of George Floyd occurred. And right. while this was certainly not a new or even particularly unusual event, the circumstances of the moment made us all pause and, and actually inspect what what was what was happening. And out of that, a really powerful dialogue arose. You know, McKinsey stood in that moment and said, we can go beyond dialogue to action. And we created our 10 actions um, in the pursuit of racial justice and equity. And across those 10 actions, we made um, four commitments that really were about what we wanted to do inside the proverbial four walls of McKinsey and how we wanted to change our own dynamics. But the other six were about how we wanted to impact all the communities that we serve. And one of those was the creation of the Institute for Black Economic Mobility. Mm -hmm. And in there, inside the the Institute, really the, the driver was to do a couple things. One, to use the incredible distinctive capability of of McKinsey to bring the facts together and shine a light on elements of racial inequity, particularly those that were affecting um, um, the Black community and the Black community's ability to participate in the um, economic growth uh, of the communities in which it lived. Um, so shine the light was one. And then, and then the second piece was to create the strategies and tools that would help communities and or, and companies take action and do something different. And this this work um, and actually the the work on food is part of a broader research of, of, across a bunch of different industries on the black consumer. Okay. Um, this work is one of those lights. And then trying to give retailers and restaurateurs tactical recommendations about what can be done differently. Thank you for having this conversation and 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 bringing this focus. I think part of um, the journey is being able to have these uncomfortable dialogues right. and put words and 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 concepts together in a way that allow us to address this. And I think the the balance that we're exploring here between navigating difficult social dynamics, but understanding the business and economic growth opportunities by tackling them helps us create a much more um, powerful world, if you will, in the sense that we can all participate and all grow together. 